0: I asked Dave to, to read all of Psalm 95, to remember that uh, we are, or to, to recognize that we are uh, getting close to Psalm 95. We're at 93 this morning. We're in the fourth book of the Psalms. Uh, it's a book uh, that is that Palmer Robertson calls Maturation, After Confrontation and Communication and Devastation. Now it's maturation, and you can tell there's a difference between the Psalm and that we've concentrated on fairly recently. uh, uh, And and now as the king is being established, uh, and then we'll get to 107, which was uh, studied by some of the young people at Ridgehaven, starting that fifth book of the Psalms all the way to 150, and that's what Palmer calls consummation. But now we're in maturation, and particularly Psalms 92, Last week's Psalm through 100 is called God Reigns, or Palmer calls it Yahweh Malach, which is the, the way you, you might read it as you read through the, uh, read it in Hebrew. Malach means he reigns. Melech is the word for king. Uh, so we're at uh, Psalm 93. Uh, let's stand and I'll read these five verses As we prepare to dig into the word, uh, may the Holy Spirit use it for our benefit and use us for his glory. Psalm 93. This is part of God's word, his holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible word. Hear the word of God. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord has clothed and girded himself with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves. More than the sound of many waters, than the mighty breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your testimonies are fully confirmed. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would use these verses recorded by the power of the Holy Spirit in your word, that that same Holy Spirit would enlighten our eyes, change our hearts, and focus us on Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Yahweh Malak, Jehovah reigns. The Lord is clothed in majesty. Palmer, looks at the, Palmer writes about the flow of the psalms. I want to remind you of this. Some of you may not, not have heard this before. Some of you have heard it several times over the last four or five years since Palmer wrote his book and even maybe a little bit before the book was published. Palmer, if Palmer were here and he were introducing the psalms, he would say, you probably think the psalms are like a Hershey's Kiss. You, know, you read Psalm 23, and it's oh, it's beautiful. It's you know it's wrapped in in silver, and 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 there's a way to open it up, and you open it up, and oh, and there's chocolate in there, and you eat Psalm you eat Psalm 23, and you love it. Then you go to Psalm 100, and then you, then you go back to Psalm one, and maybe you go to Psalm 107 and read about all those people who were in trouble and needed to be saved, and the Lord heard their cry and saved them. Or maybe you go to 150 and you just praise. And it's like one one little one little Hershey's kiss after another. And they're all sweet and they're all beautiful and they're all just by themselves. And and when I've heard him give this lecture three times. Uh, and he and each time I say, Yes, that's the way I've looked at them. I can put 42 and 43 together, they're they're the songs of ascent. There are some that I can understand that are are sort of grouped together. But then he writes this book called The Flow of the Psalms. And I go, what? The Flow of the Psalms. Uh, It is is groundbreaking material. And he looks at the first 41 Psalms, and he he describes that as confrontation. And and we've worked through that in our first quarter of, of preaching the Psalms. And then there's communication. And, and so you change from the Yahweh name primarily, the covenantal name of God in the first 41 Psalms, to Elohim, the more general name for God in 42 through 72. And then 73 through 89, you're dealing with devastation, uh, like uh, David being attacked by Saul and then uh, Israel being attacked by the enemies, devastation. And then there's maturation when when the when the government of David's kingdom is being established and there's a parallel to Christ's kingdom of course in all of that and in Psalm 90 to 106 that's where we are now that fourth fourth section and you you know Palmer wants to get to the consummation his his uh now that he's back from from Africa uh his ministry is is Labeled consummation ministries because it goes right along with Psalms 107 to 150 that, that we're headed to a consummation, and as he's been writing about the Old Testament all along, now he's writing three books. He's finished the first out of three in the New Testament. Dick Belcher has a has a book on the Psalms. Dick Belcher is a professor at RTS Charlotte. He taught Dave. He's a friend of of the pastors and the elders in our presbytery. Uh, He functions, oh, he functions well. He ministers. He's done marvelous work within the churches of our presbytery. And he's written a book called The Messiah in the Psalms, Preaching Christ from All the Psalms. Uh, and, uh, And he starts his book with two particular psalms. He doesn't cover all the psalms in that book. But he, he tells you how you can preach Christ from every type of psalm in the book. His first two psalms are Psalm 103, uh, you know, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And the second one is Psalm 93, Jehovah reigns. Covenant blessings for God's covenant people in Psalm 103. And Psalm 93, Jehovah's, Jehovah reigns, divine help in a chaotic world. That's where we are now. The Lord is clothed in majesty. Look at verses 1 and 2. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Jehovah reigns. Moloch, he is the king. He is the melech. He's the king. He reigns. He is clothed with majesty as a king would be. He's clothed with majesty. He has clothed and girded himself, made him ready to go to work with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established, it will not be moved. Your throne, your throne is established, your kingly throne, your throne where from whence, whence you reign, your throne is established from of old. Reign may not be a word ever, all the children understand, but you may know regal, it's related to it, or rex, the word for king. Uh, sovereign means you rule you rule overall reign and rule you are from everlasting um, i've been in the inquirers class i've uh, been talking some about uh, god's sovereignty um, just this week i've come up with um, uh, a reformed view of bible and life in five easy words um, and by the way if there' are any Friends, pastors on, on watching this online, you may need to help me on this, or elders and some of y'all thinking about this, but two ways to summarize a, a biblical view of life, a Reformed view of the Bible and of life, God reigns and Jesus saves. Now that's about as simple as I can get, but those are two huge items. God reigns. He is sovereign in all the world in our salvation but in all the world and secondly jesus saves we don't save nobody can save and jesus doesn't just make salvation available and walks away and so well, i hope somebody will believe in me no he saves he sends the holy spirit to work within us and to save us so all four all five of those words well the end i guess is pretty good in there too but um the four words particularly are extremely important And this section of Psalms, and particularly right here at the beginning of Psalm 93, verse 1, the Lord reigns, God reigns, and Jesus saves. What the Reformation, which was a back-to-the-Bible movement, found in the Bible that had been covered up and lost for a long period of time, two of the things they found is God reigns and Jesus saves. Look at Ephesians. I'd like for you to turn to Ephesians uh, to, to illustrate these, uh, to, well, to point out these things, to see how clearly they're taught in, in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. First, verses 4 and 5. Now, this has to do with our own salvation your salvation how you got saved were you smart enough Uh, did you have uh, a good enough job interview with God salvation interview with God that he said well this guy's really smart I think I'll save him or oh she's so beautiful I think I'll save her she's so kind to people in her neighborhood no nobody gets in that way Uh, nobody uh, if we all fall short of the glory of God and and we rebel and we, we receive that from Adam. But Ephesians 1, 4 and 5 says this, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That's where it began. That's why we can say Jesus saves. He really saves everything the love of the father before the foundation of the world jesus dying on the cross for us as individuals and then the holy spirit working in us as individuals to bring us to christ and carry us all the way to glory ephesians 1 4 and 5 just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy well that would take a miracle and blameless before him and so he provided that miracle. He provides our record, is changed by Jesus' record applied to us. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. Of course I believe in predestination. Of course, everybody, even if they don't like the word, all the Christians, if you really begin to to. to to dig down and say, how can we share the gospel with this person? We're going we're to pray that the Holy Spirit goes ahead of us and changes his heart before we go knock on the door. Um, it, is, it is all God's work. But my salvation and your salvation, my election, my, your predestination is just a little part of the plan. That's very important to me. It's very important to you. But the plan is really bigger. The sovereignty is huge. Uh, uh, Psalm 93, verse 1, God reigns not just on providing me a place in heaven and and building a a place for me and and promising to come back and get me and and take me to be with himself, but he's got it all under control. Now go to verse 11 in Ephesians. Ephesians, verse 11 of chapter 1. Also, we have obtained an inheritance... That's still about us, believers. Having been predestined, still about us individually as believers, according to, okay, now it's looking into the bigger plan. According to his purpose, and what does he do? He works all things after the counsel of his will. Now, there's the big plan. God reigns. The Lord reigns, as Psalm 93 says. What we have here in Psalm 93 is a comparison and contrast about God's throne and about creation. God's throne is from of old. If you go back to Psalm 93, it is from everlasting. He is from everlasting. The world is firmly established. Now, I want to pause here, especially for those who are still taking science courses or planning to take science courses, or anybody who wants to cook or anybody who wants to drive a car or anybody who wants to be de- go outside and, and be able to expect that when you walk outside, you won't go off into space, but that gravity will still take place. The world is firmly established, and Psalm 93 is saying, as firmly established as it is, although it will end up in fire, uh, it's not eternal, and and it, it had a beginning, it has an end, God has no beginning, God has no end, and if it were not for the God who is eternal and everlasting, then the world would not be firmly established. Have you done the uh, the uh, experiment uh, to see find out about salt water conducting electricity? Now, for me, this was Cub Scouts. Now I understand it's part of STEM preparation for being an engineer. That's the way I, I read about it. But um, at least in Cub Scouts, you'd have a battery, you have a little light like a, a light bulb that would be in a, in a flashlight, you have wire and two probes and you would put the probes in a bowl of water and if it's just water the light doesn't come on but if you add salt to the water and put the probes in the light comes on the electricity goes through the salty water and the more salt you put in the brighter the light comes now you can go home and do this at home. You can do it safely. And I can tell you that it's going to work the same way it did for me and Cub Scouts. Why can I say that? Because God's in control of the world. If he were not in control of the world, science could not work. You could not depend upon an experiment being replicated or repeated so that science is impossible without God. If you really believe that the creator of this world is chance, if, if that's the bottom line, what do we say the bottom line is? The bottom line is God. That's the foundation, cornerstone, and, and top stone as well, the alpha and the omega. But if you believe, if you don't believe in God, all you got left is chance and time. So where did time come from? Where did chance come from? Where did anything come from? That's a simple but unanswerable question for anybody who goes along with evolution. But you don't believe in evolution. You you know what God said. If an evolutionist, if a if an atheistic scientist wants to do science in order to replic- replicate or repeat an experiment, he must stop thinking about chance as being the basis of the universe and pretend Just so you can carry out your your experiment, you've got to pretend that God is there and that he created an orderly universe, firmly established, as Psalm 93 says. The, The earth is firmly established. The creation is firmly established. But only because the throne of God is eternal and much more firmly established. Psalm 93, the Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed and girded himself with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It's a testimony to to, to God's being there and his being the creator. It will not be moved. Your throne is established. Now, your throne, this is immutability. It can't be changed, as as a former pastor at 10th Pres in Philadelphia says, Jim Boyce said, Uh, Your throne is established from of old. That's immutable. You are from everlasting. This is the way Charles Spurgeon put it. He's not writing about America. See, if you want to carry out science, you either have to put blinders on, you you have to assume that there is an orderly universe, and you either have to ignore it or you have to, Get rid of your myths and and fairy tales for a little while and recognize that God is really there. And if you want to carry out government, you either have to believe in God uh, if you want to have a safe, thriving, happy society, or you have to suspend your belief in those myths and fairy tales at least for the carrying out of your function in government. You've got to pretend that a God of law, a God of order, a God of justice, and a God of mercy is there. And this is the way Spurgeon says it. He, he's not writing about America, he's writing from London, about 100 years after, after our independence. But he was writing about society and government in general in this universe. This is what he says Because Jehovah reigns, and he writes this about Psalm 93. Because Jehovah reigns, terrestrial things, that is, the earth, as we said, you know, are firmly established for a period of time, terrestrial things for a while are stable. We could not be sure of anything if we were not sure that he has dominion. Society would be the football of the basest of mankind if God did not establish it. And even the globe itself would fly through space like thistle down across the common if the Lord did not hold it in its appointed orbit. That there is any stability, either in the world or in the church, is the Lord's doing, and he is to be adored for it. He goes on to say, Atheism is the mother of anarchy. Think about this, this there's a little bit more from Spurgeon here, but think about this carefully. Atheism is the mother of anarchy. The reigning power of God exhibited in true religion is the only security for the human commonwealth. A belief in God is the foundation and cornerstone of a well-ordered state. Let's go to verses 3 and 5. 3 to 5. Especially 3 and 4. The floods have lifted up their voice. Their voice, their power is mighty. But these verses say that infinitely mightier is the Lord, creator and sustainer of the world. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves. And then you sort of have to pause there. More than the sounds of many waters, than, and that than is implied, than, or more than, the mighty breakers of the sea, more than the sounds of many waters, more than the mighty breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. King James says, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. And and many of the old commentators take the word noise to be derogatory to be used in in contempt because when you think about the breakers that come in from the sea that make all the noise why is it, why are they called breakers well it is possible for them to break things it is possible with a it, it happened in a hurricane that my brother and sister-in-law's house at port st joe was broken but regular breakers that come in they can make a lot of noise but they're the ones that break that's why they're called breakers it is it's not the sand that breaks it's not the rocks that break it is the breaker that breaks the world this this image can either be seen as simply waves the power of water which is certainly powerful hugely powerful in in many cases with wind combined uh, it can these verses can be about this Or it can be about the world lifting itself up in rebellion against God, suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. The world may lift up its horn, but it will be cut off, its might, and all the noise it makes against God's sovereign rule is nothing compared with the might of the Lord on high. (laughs) Spurgeon says, God's not concerned about the opposition of dying men. I mean, God's eternal, So so somebody raises up for a while and says, I'm Caesar, I'm Hitler, whatever he says. Um, God's not concerned about the rebellion and the opposition of dying men, mortals, however many or mighty they may be. I find all this to be very comforting. Ephesians 1.11, God's sovereignty is true. He's got the whole world in his hands. Much of Psalms 93 speaks of Jehovah's faithfulness and dependability and his rule over his creation, the whole universe. Verse 5 now slips into an implied therefore. Verse 5 says this, your testimonies are fully confirmed. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. If God is dependable in his reign over the world that he made, then he is also dependable in each and every word that he has spoken and that he speaks. Every revelation communicated, every promise given, every covenant cut as it's spoken of in the Old Testament, every oath taken, every testimony given. Your testimonies are fully confirmed. Holiness befits your throne, O Lord, forevermore. What are the testimonies? ESV decrees, NIV 94, they call it statutes. What is the greatest oath the Lord has made in the Old Testament to which he gives his testimony? It's the covenant of eternal life, as Calvin says. It's his covenant promises. That the Messiah is coming. That the promise from Genesis 3.15 is going to happen. And long before Jesus came, the Jewish commentators on this section, section 92 through 100... They understood that this was talking about the coming Messiah. So what about applications of Psalm 92? What are the so what's for you this morning? Number one, you can have confidence in God's rule. Yahweh Malak, the Lord reigns. And two, you can have confidence in God's word. The word Nasa in Hebrew means to lift up. He lifts up or to lift up. And so I, I think I memorized it by thinking about Nasa because it lifts, you know, lift off. It's time to lift up. Um, Jesus, in fulfilling this prophecy, fulfilling this promise, he was lifted up on the cross. As Dave has already read, as we've already considered, Numbers 21, a brazen serpent was lifted up on the cross. The people looked at it and were saved. Now Jesus is lifted up on the cross, and if you look to him without any works, you look to him, you will be saved. And then Christ was lifted up from the grave or raised from the grave. Matthew 20, 19 says, he will be raised up. Jesus speaking about himself. And then after the resurrection, he is not here for he has risen. And then he's been lifted up in glory to his ascension. He was lifted up, Acts 1-9, while they were looking on and a cloud received him out of their sight. So what do we do? Being confident that he rules and this world is secure and being confident that everything he says is true then we give him praise. Psalm 63. Because, of your, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you, so I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And we give him our hearts. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, Deuteronomy 6 says. I found a new book on Psalms that I didn't expect to find. It's by a fellow named Alfred Edersheim. I love him. He, he's a Jewish man, became a Christian in the 1800s. And he wrote a book called The Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah. And I've u- we've used that preaching through Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. Um, and, and his book is called The Golden Diary of Heart Converse with Jesus in the Book of Psalms. That is a beautiful book. Title, and it's available on Amazon Kindle for 99 cents. We have here, he says, the history of the church of God deduced from the text, Jehovah reigns. He says that is the whole history of the church of Jesus Christ. What are the so what's? You can have confidence in God's rule, the first part of, of Psalm 93, God reigns. And you can have confidence that God's words are true. His testimonies are from ever. And holiness befits his house forevermore. This will be our song in glory. This will be our hallelujah chorus. Revelation 19, 6. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Like Psalm 93 says. He reigns. So live your life fully confident of his power and his glory and his majesty. Live your life praising God. Yahweh Malak, Yahweh Malak, Jehovah reigns. Trust his power. Trust his word. Give him praise.